Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the DKH2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. And your Pitt Panthers are victorious in their first ACC showdown of the 2020 season, beating the Miami Hurricanes on the road 70-55. to A convincing win. Um, And it's weird to say this is like the first, is this like the first convincing ACC win against a major opponent like this in, in a while? Now, granted, 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 Miami was going through everything. They had seven scholarship players available. At one point, that dropped that number dropped to five when one of their players started cramping up and another one got hurt. They went through a lot. And their best player was out. But Pitt rose to some serious challenges in this game. They lost Justin Champagny, Xavier Johnson, and Abdul Kareem Koulibaly within the first four minutes of the game. All three of them got two fouls really quick, and it was a bad sign for what was happening. So what did Pitt do? For the majority of the first half, they they ran the floor with a ton of freshmen. The majority of the the, the first half, ten they averaged forty. They averaged ten minutes per four of their all four of their freshmen. They, they totaled 40 minutes between the, between all four of them, basically. That's a better way to say it. But John Hughley, Femi Udakali, Noah Collier, and William Jeffress all were on the floor for an extensive time, amount of time, in the first half. And Pitt went into the half with a lead. That was a huge statement to Capel. It's like, hey, these guys, I know that Miami's down people and all that. But they they can play. And they were able to keep the team going. And then in the second half, when the starters came back out, they found answers. Now, the story of the game really is Ethel Horton. I mean, this dude, Horton gets his groove back. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Or should it be Dr. Horton, Mr. Ethel? Or Dr. Ethel, Mr. Horton. The point is, this man is so hot and so cold, when he's on one, he's amazingly on one of them. In four of Pitt's games, this man can't buy a three-pointer. In the other two, he has been so hot he couldn't miss once he hit one of them. And I know he couldn't miss because I saw in the, in the second half, he scored all 18 of his points. And that led the team. It was extremely impressive to watch how he came alive. And when I asked him in the post game, I was like, "Man, how did you, you know, how how did you, you know, you know, what's what's it like when that first shot goes in and you start and you start get going?" And this was his response: "It's on. That's it. He's on. 
And, and that's really what it was because once he hit a shot, it was over. It was just like, oh, man. this Okay, I'm sorry for everything bad I said about you, Ithia Horton, because it is so funny. Like, in the... In the uh, the live file we always do for games on DKPittsburghSports.com, people were talking about it. Like, it was just like, man, get this guy out of here. He can't hit a shot. And then he drains a three. And I was like, yo, say, type that again because I think he heard you. And then, and then he did. And then he hit it again. And I was like, okay. It's on. After Ithiel Horton made the, his first three-pointer of the night, Pitt went on a 19-2 run. 19 to 2. It's on. I mean, that's that's a run run. That ain't no 5-0 run like we were seeing in the first couple games when that was the biggest thing we could call a run. That was a run run. He hits a three. Champagne gets some free throws. Tony hits a three. Then Tony hits a jumper. Then Horton hits a jumper. Then Koulibaly's getting it in. Champagne gets it in. Okay, then another Horton three. I mean, it was just, it was spectacular. The, the shooting finally came alive. And... That's what Pitt's been looking for. We know who the big three are. I've been saying it on this show for weeks now. It's Champagne, Tony, Johnson. And really, it's more like Champagne, Johnson, Tony. But it kind of switches week in and week out because Tony certainly was uh, the big guy today. He showed up big for Pitt. He had uh, 15 points. Also had five rebounds. A really good day from him. But... If Theo Horton, with him coming in and shooting, if he can become the sniper that we've been hearing so much about over the past year, that's how long he's been on the team. Remember, he couldn't play last year because of eligibility stuff because he transferred from Delaware. If he can be the sniper that Pitt's looking for, I'm scared about what this offense could actually be. It's on. I mean, you're telling me as a coach, now I got a plan to take away the dribble from Xavier Johnson, to watch the dribble, the shot, and the rebound capabilities of Justin Champagne, and to get ready because Audis Tony can drive on you at any point, and he's finding ways to work in the post and win as a winger. And I still got to worry about that guy? It's on. And that's not to mention the fact that Pitt, Pitt's bench came in big today. Or yes, yesterday. You, you get it. I'm recording it on Wednesday for the Thursday show. But... John Hugley, nine points coming off the bench. Three of five at the strike. He had some in ones in this game. Looked a th- like authoritative. Respect his authority. He was throwing it down when he got the ball in the paint. Nike Sabande was also got his first performance. He looked a little shaky, but his first his first shot didn't look shaky. He his first time you see him on the court, they're like Nike Sabande's in the game three pointer, and it was like okay, okay, we see you. Now, he, he kind of got a little reckless throughout the game, and he has to get his feet under him, but he, he it was it was good to see him out there, the guy they got from Miami, Ohio, who hasn't been, wasn't being allowed to play all this season so far. Xavier Johnson was Xavier Johnson, though. I really thought his... He, he, he showed the combination of what Xavier Johnson can really be in this game because there were times in the, in the first half he was driving to the hoop and getting the and ones, and he was like, let's go, and you could see he was feeling it. And then in the second half, there were times where they flood the paint, and like he would, ta- he would take it, and then he kicked it out for Horton, and that was Horton's first three was when he drew all the attention in. Horton had the open shot. He took it, he hit it, and then from there, Pitt said, it's on. So, again, regardless of Miami's situation or whatever it is, that was ACC basketball still. That was a road win 
in the ACC. They get Louisville this Saturday at home. It was a good way for a comfortable win for Pitt. And it's weird to say it's comfortable and when you think about recent Pitt because it's that it's that dichotomy of recent Pitt and that kind of impacted my memory. But then also the Pitt that I grew up with. I'm 31. You know, when I was, what, 10 years old was when, uh, I think, when Ben Howland came to town. And then it was like 2000, 2001 when Pitt's basketball started getting really good. And I used to watch Brandon Knight at the Fieldhouse and then seeing them. And so, like, that was that was the how I grew up with Pitt basketball. That was when I was, you know, becoming more sports aware of everything. And so it's, it's weird to say that, like, oh, you know, this is weird that they're winning and <laughs> that they're winning right now and that this this feels comfortable to see a, a conference win. But it is. It just is with where this program's come from. They're headed in the right direction. Jeff Capel's doing a fine job so far. And I got to tell you, Jeff Capel's a real one. Uh, he tells you, he, he I think he tells you what's really going on. Uh, I think that man is a heck of a leader of men. I think he's a heck of a basketball coach. He's developing these young guys. And uh, I'm really impressed by what's going on in this program. And I think uh, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg with what's going on here. All right. Now, for uh, Pitt football, it was National Signing Day. And that meant it's on. for Pat and Art Doozy because Pitt got 21 signees. I'm going to go over them for you as well as uh, looking at you know Kenny Pickett and the fact that he's back. All that right after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back here on the DKH2P Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's talk about Pitt football. They got their their National Signing Day in, and uh, I saw some really good wins for this program. I saw some really good wins um, they get three guys from Pittsburgh, Elliot Donald, defensive tackle from Central Catholic, Dorian Ford, defensive tackle from Baldwin. Um, they get, uh, uh, Nanke Johnson, a defensive end from West Mif- Mifflin. Um, they got, uh, Stephon Hall, a uh, defensive back from Central Valley. Those are all, those were all good recruits in my, in my book. Um, Stephon Hall was a, was a diverse talent for Central Valley. Um, saw a few of his games. Saw plenty of Elliot Donald. He had 11 sacks as a junior, um, and uh, he was Pennsylvania's number five overall pro- prospect. Oh, by the way, he's Aaron Donald's nephew, so uh, no pressure to him for, for any success or anything like that. Um, but that's Pennsylvania's number five prospect. The number seven prospect was Johnson, the defensive end from West, West Mifflin. Um, he uh, he had eight sacks and four forced fumbles. Uh, in his junior year, his senior year he had some injuries. Uh, but again, senior year was during COVID. That's weird for everybody. I, I'm willing to give anyone a break for this year. Uh, and anyways, most of these players are just simply judged on their junior years. That's just how college football works. Um, and then Dorian Ford, a defensive tackle who was a bad man from Baldwin, the number 12 uh, prospect out of Pennsylvania, and the number 26 defensive tackle in the country, according to rivals. Really cool stuff there. Um, 
So really good wins in Pennsylvania and then in Virginia. We knew about Naquan Brown, the guy that decommitted from LSU, defensive end. He also played wide receiver and some other things. Really good athlete from Virginia Beach. We knew about him. I've talked about him on the show already, but he signed. He's he's with the team. But they also got some interesting prospects in two running backs, Rodney Hammond, also from Virginia Beach, but he went to Booker T, and Malik Newton, uh, who went who's uh, from Norfolk. And it seems like these guys could be an interesting pair to work with for the future. Hammond is a speed back. He's five foot nine. He's smaller. He's got he got he had fifteen hundred yards and eighteen touchdowns as a junior. Also had six interceptions as a defensive back, but he's a running back. Uh, really explosive, interesting offensive weapon to see how he's going to be used if he gets used right away for Pitt. And then Malik Newton, a little bit thicker, five five eleven, two twenty five. Virginia's number nine uh, prospect, really good. Hammond was the number fourteen prospect for Virginia, but Pitt won some some serious guys right in the backyard of Virginia Tech and Virginia. And I know those aren't like superpower programs, but those are ACC programs you're competing with, and that's their backyard. And they couldn't get them. That's a good win. It's a solid win. And uh, you look at this recruiting class. There was also Miles Austin from Virginia, uh, a receiver who. Uh, you know, couldn't play last year because uh, this year because of COVID. But you know, he has good he has good length, so they're gonna they're excited to see him. Um, but this is a group where you see Naquan Brown, Dorian Ford, Elliot Donald, and Naki Johnson. That's your front four right there. That's a front four. Now, granted, not every recruit always works out. Most recruits don't. But when you keep piling them up, keep finding answers. And that's what Pitt's been doing at the defensive line. And, I mean, you look at these guys, this is three three Pittsburgh dudes. Literally three Pittsburgh dudes. And a dude from Virginia Beach. Also, Virginia is where uh, Patrick Jones is from. So, huge wins in that department. They get some other good recruits. Uh, defensive back from Ohio, uh, Tamarian Crumpley. He was a 31-ranked prospect. Um, decent cornerback. They got an offensive line who was the 20, uh, offensive lineman Terrence Rankle. Um, he was uh, the 21st ranked prospect in, in Ohio. Um, Khalil Anderson, a playmaker in the secondary uh, and Georgia's 24th ranked prospect. Uh, he had eight interceptions in, across his final two seasons. Also scored five touchdowns between defense and special teams. This, this is a good recruiting class. You combine that with the fact that Kenny Pickett's back, which he announced on Tuesday. This has been a heck of a week for Pitt. I mean, Justin Champagny won Player of the Year, Player, Player of the Year, Player of the Week for last week's double. You know, his back-to-back 2020 games. You had Pickett come back on Tuesday. You had a good National Signing Day and a good win. What? A, well, okay, Pitt. This is what. This is when you could, you know, say H2P, play the fight song, wear your blue and gold at work. Or on Zoom if you're like me and you have to just work from home all the time. <laughs> but this is this is certainly one of those moments you can be proud and out as a Pitt fan. Whereas Pitt fans mean a Pitt fan, they you know, you know, you know pain. You know pain. But not today. And I know some people are probably like, well, Katie Pickett being back means Mark, Mark Whipple's back. Yep, that's what that means. But you have a quarterback, which it was looking like you really weren't going to if, if uh, Kenny Pickett didn't come back. And, 
you know, again, I look at this class, I see the defensive, the defensive front be getting, you know, fortified, and because uh, I think they still got some good guys like John Morgan, Kalijah Cansey. We got to see how he grows. Deslin Alexander. They got some answers up front. Now, I'm not. I know I'm leaving people out. I'm sorry for all the names, but you know I got I got a show I got to do, and I still got other stuff I got to get done. But um, there's a lot of talent that 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 Pitt's bringing in, and I think Narduzzi's got some stuff cooking here. And you consider all these wins lately for football, and you're thinking, man. At one point, we were literally talking about the free fall of this program, and it, it's turned it turned itself around with by winning three of its last four, getting some major recruiting wins. Also, I mean, it's it's worthy to point out that that Hammond running back I was talking about from Virginia, four star recruit Naquan Brown, four star recruit, not in your backyard, dudes that could seriously help your team in in the very near future. All good things right now. Enjoy it, Pitt fans. It's Thursday. But you're getting W's. On the basketball court. And off the field when you're uh, with football. A solid week, I think. And Pitt's got more when they play Louisville this weekend. I know I know. even for me, I am kind of like, you know, hey, let's hoard the horses on ACC basketball because Miami was so hurt up but you beat Louisville and you beat them respectably like you know it's not like they they fumble the game away you'll build some confidence remember this is a very young team they're looking to build confidence they're looking to find answers who's gonna who's gonna step up two games before this it was Justin Champagne really stepping up Audis Tony and Ithiel Horton and the freshmen stepping up this game Pit basketball's got some answers for you. And I guess we'll see in the coming years if Pat Narduzzi's got some answers for you as well with this recruiting class. That's our show here on the DKH2P Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please, uh, we are on the DK Sports Radio Network. Please go on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Subscribe to us. Give us five stars. Leave us a positive comment. All those things really help out the program. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on for you. you. Got DK's daily shots on the Steelers, the Pirates, and the Penguins doing all sorts of great stuff. We got Morning Java, all our WPXI content, and uh, Dayon's hits on Mark Madden's radio show. Lots of great stuff here. Hope you're enjoying it all. We got a lot on DKPittsburghSports.com as well. Where if you're not subscribed, you're listening to this for free. That's fine. You, the, the, the podcasts are always free. But hey, check us out. We got $4.99 a month. $39.99 a year. You can read all my pit content, all my Steelers content, all Dale Steelers content, Dave Molinari's hockey content, Alex Stubbs baseball content, Taylor's hockey content, and of course all of Dayon's everything content. So much content to shake a stick at. We'll be back in your ears soon, talking more on your pit fantasy right here on the DK Sports Radio Network. Yeah.